welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Glory to God. Our nation is by far one of the most blessed nation in Africa. And Africa is if not the most blessed continent in the world and the people of Nigeria and the people of Africa are one of the most blessed people in the world a race thank God for good people around us friends and all that had a very interesting week. Very interesting. I was, I'm your pastor, I can tell you. I was this close to being depressed. This close. But I called some of my friends. I said, see what's happening to me. Talk to me. So they began to talk to me. One of them this morning even sent me a song. I said, please listen to this song, PJ. I think it will cheer you up. It will, it will strengthen you. It will make you feel better. And they kept calling me all through the week. How are you doing? How is everything? I woke up very early one morning and I just called someone. I said, I'm not okay. Some of you are shocked. <laughs> I said, I'm not okay. And the person, the person is my protege. But I said, I'm not okay. I said, Pastor, what's the matter? What's the matter? I said, I'm not okay. Just talk to me. I said, I'm disturbed. I'm worried. For, 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 for the first time in my life, I became scared. I mean, I, I actually became very scared. Scared of many things. I said, I'm not okay. Talk to me. And thank God for good people around that would, you know, talk to you. And that's, that's one thing. You don't, no man is an island. You don't stay alone and say you are macho. No. Strong men struggle. Go and read T.D. Jake's books, He Motion. Strong men struggle. But when you're struggling, be sure to be close to people someone sent me a message or called me i can't remember he said i just wanted to check up on you and that just lightened me up person had no idea what i was going through nothing just said pastor how are you i just wanted to check up on you i said i'm good i'm fine thank you so very much but 
Thank God for people. Surround yourself with good people. Check up on people randomly, you know. Randomly. And if you're going through stuff, talk to someone. Just don't be afraid to tell someone that you're not okay. You know the easy question, ah, well, how are you doing? My day. No. I know they. Day. Guy, I know day. It's not a bad thing. Do I know that I'll be fine? Yes, of course I know I'll be fine. But that moment, I just needed to tell myself that I wasn't okay. I know eventually I'm gonna be fine. No, I read, I've read scriptures, I've prayed, I've studied, but I knew I wasn't okay. But I had to say, and then they kept calling, checking up on me and all that to be sure that I'm fine and everything. But that's not where I'm going today. <laughs> Glory to God. It's the month of June. Welcome to the month of June. It's a beautiful month. In the ministry, it's our month of love. Someone say love. Come on. Say love. Love. No, not love. We are not in Ghana. <laughs> no, love. The month of love. So I want to begin a teaching series that I've titled Broken Pieces. Broken Pieces. Someone say Broken Pieces. Broken Pieces. Broken Pieces. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will let you hear my words so I went down to the potter's house and there he was walking at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. It is amazing to me that Jeremiah received the word from the Lord and that word was not the word that was supposed to be given. For Jeremiah to hear the word that was supposed to be given, he had to go somewhere. For Jeremiah, imagine God, oh, I'm God now coming to Pastor Tayo and I said 
Pastor Tayo. Go to Children Church. When you get there, you will hear a word from me. I say, excuse her. You that is sending me, are you not the one that will still tell me the word? Why don't you just tell me now? It's not that, I mean, that is, why do I have to go there to hear the word? So I'm asking, excuse her, eh, are you not the one that will tell me when I get there? Just tell me, what has that place got to do with the word you are supposed to tell me? So I realized that when we are at certain places in our lives, we cannot hear certain things. When you are at a place in destiny, there are certain things you can hear there. For you to hear some other things, God will require you to have some other kind of experiences. Because what you hear here and what you hear there, they have different purposes. So if you are here in front and you are hoping to hear the word that you need for something and that word is there, you have to go there to hear that word. So what did God tell Jeremiah? He said, go to the potter's house and there you will hear my word. So he went down there and there he saw the potter walking at his wheel. So it means that the word he needed to hear, he needed to see what the potter was doing. So where he was before, probably Jeremiah was in his prayer closet and praying, Lord, send me a word. Speak to me. Tell me about this thing. Give me a direction. And God is saying, for me to tell you the next phase, you have to go to the potter's house. For me to tell you what's next, you have to see what the potter is doing. Why was it important that of all the places God would ask Jeremiah to go, it was the potter's house. Peradventure, Jeremiah had an experience that blocked God from communicating to him some things. So God wanted him to see the workings of the potter in seeing that his mind is open and receptive enough to receive the word that God would tell him at that point. His mind will be open. Many of us go through things in life and then we question God why am I going through this the question I would ask you is auntie uncle if not you who is it me I have my own every one of 
us have our own. That you're going through what you're going through does not mean that God is not there. That God is not there. So he, he went down to the potter's house and he watched the potter. Says, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked it into another vessel. As it seemed good to the potter to do. So it tells me that Jeremiah did not have that consciousness of how a potter will be making something and then it will be mad and he would rework it. So he was surprised that really? Can this really happen? I thought once you're making it and it's not forming, you discard it. I thought once you're making it and it's not looking like what you want it to be, you discard it. It says no, Jeremiah. It says, then the word of the Lord came. But the first verse says the word came. The instruction to go there. But the word he really needed did not come until he had gone through that experience. It says, then the word of the Lord came. Means what I wanted to talk about where I was leading you to, this is it. Many a times, we think that broken people lack God. That God does not use broken pieces. Many a times, we think that all God wants is just something whole and complete. No patches whatsoever. So the moment we begin to see some patches, we discard it. The moment we begin to see some holes, we set it aside and say, this is not fit. So I want to believe that Jeremiah had that perspective that some people can be used and some cannot be used. That only certain people would have right or access to the presence of God and certain people will not. So but for God to communicate to Jeremiah, he had to send him to the potter's house to see what's going on so let me tell you that sometimes in your life God brings people your way and then you see their mess and then you discard them you see what they're going through you see their weaknesses and their pain and then you discard them see this is not fit for God's use. 
just because you are privy to their broken pieces. And little do you know that those broken pieces is somebody's message. God didn't lead you there but you found yourself there and you saw the broken pieces of your life not knowing that in the hands of the potter he's making you for a generation he said can't I do what I please with the broken pieces as the potter can't I but what do we do as human beings? Do you know that it takes a broken person to understand another broken person? Do you know? Do you know it takes a hurting person to understand another hurting person? And then what do you do with your hurt and your pain so God takes those broken pieces of your life and tries to remold it and rework it why because someone who is broken is coming your way so when you realize that I know a God who takes broken pieces and mends them and someone broken comes your way what do you do you supply you supply without prodigies without judging but most times what do we what do we see someone comes to you and says to you I know someone who has said to me said pastor I will never I can sympathize with the person said pastor uh, you know the person said I will never open up to any pastor again in my life I was broken when I heard that I said what happened and then the person began to narrate some stories to me I did this I said this I said that and I went to this pastor for help and then on Sunday that was the pastor's message this one was not even given an example this was point blank so when people when broken people come to us it's not because we're any better no it's not because we're any better people come your way yes they hurt you they said something they did something wrong to you and then we take the position to put you in the friend zone I understand the place of choosing our friends right 
And we should do that from time to time. But not when people are broken and hurting. Not at all. That's not the life God has called us to. Is there anyone here who is not broken? As you came out from your mother's womb, you are holding a Bible in your right hand and a cross in your left hand. And you are screaming and shouting, Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Even when they've slapped you to cry, you cry, Holy, Holy, Holy. That was your cry. None. None. So for God to show Jeremiah that, hey, I can do with Israel as I please. I can make of Israel something. He had to take him to the potter's house to see what can be done and what he does with broken pieces. He doesn't discard them. I was sharing with the team this morning that people are your greatest assets and investments. No matter what people do to you, they are your greatest investments. John chapter 13. From verse 34. Jesus is saying, So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true disciples. It says, by these shall men know that you are my disciples. If you do what? Have love for one another. So I'm asking, okay, by these shall men know that you are my disciples. If you castigate one another. By these shall men know that you are my disciples. If you talk about each other. No. If you have love one for another, that's how you know that you're my disciples. So everyone who claims to be a disciple of Jesus Christ has a responsibility to love. pastor what she did I didn't like it <laughs> you don't have to like it that's why it's called an offense are you with me that's why it's called an offense you don't have to like it he did not say love when you like what the person did the context of love is most times in scripture 
when something is done that you don't like. That's when the context of love comes in. He said, by this act, that's how people will know that you are my disciples. So when you wait for people to always do things that you like, you are telling them that they should be deserving of the love. Question, the one that you have, that Christ loved you with, are you deserving of it? Are you deserving of it? So someone does something to you. And then my wife used to say this. It's a joke. She doesn't do that. She said, I'll put you in my heart. <laughs> it's a joke. You know, she says that, but jokingly. So imagine everybody that does something to you, you take the person, put the person there. Take this up. Put this. Take collar. Put it there. And then you now wake up one morning. She can't breathe. You put plenty of food there. And medical science have, have, have told us that some of the causes of these internal um, illnesses and diseases are some of the hot. Some of the hot and pain that we hold. My pastor gave a description one time. He said it's like this. Somebody stabbed you 10 years ago. One time. But you, you have stabbed yourself 20 times after that. He said, how? He said, you go to Jesus. What happened? Somebody stabbed me. He removed the knife. He stabbed me. They stabbed you once. But you, you stabbed yourself again. Then you go to Pastor you. Somebody stabbed me. When? 20 years ago. What happened? He removed the knife. He stabbed me. So you keep doing it to yourself over and over and over again. Why? Say, I will forgive, but I will not forget. I will forgive, but I will not forget. So each time you say you will not forget, what you are doing is that you are stabbing yourself over and over and over again. God specializes in using broken pieces. You need to come to terms in your life and realize that there is no human being that will deliver to you perfection. You need to settle it with yourself that perfection lies where? In heaven. That's what my mentor told me. He said, anytime he's going home, He's a, he's a coach. Anytime he's going home to his wife, his family, he leaves all his coaching strategies behind. When they first got married, he would tell his wife, ah, okay, you know, we need to plan. You know all those coaching things that they do? We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do that. We need to do that. He said, man, it's in a walk. But he will go outside, gather thousands of people, Tell them this, that, that, that. They will do everything into work. But when he gets home, say, ah, okay, ah, we need to do budget. We need to do eh, planning. We need to do strategy. Say nothing worked. So he realized 
that peace is superior to justice. So when he's going home, naked I came, naked I will go. Surrenders everything. And the wife said, today, you are drinking Gary with granite, no sugar. He said, thank you. Without complaining, without, no, 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 I gave you 50,000, so what happened to the deal? Without question. Without question. Without question. Every time we look at a person and we see less of God in that person, just realize that you have judged the person by yourself. Every time you look at someone and you see less of that person, you have put the person in a position where you have become the judge of the person. And then you somehow categorize the person as cannot be used of God. Sometimes the only thing that can help a person, a broken person, is someone who is broken. So when God takes you to the place of brokenness, it's not so that you feel pity for yourself. No. It's so that you can submit to him to use you to help broken people. Broken people. It took a broken Jesus to save a broken world. It did. Let's go there. Isaiah 53. verse 1 it says who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him There is no beauty that we should desire. So God has put people all around us and we look at them and they don't look desirable. They don't look like our kind of people because they are broken. Because of that, we disqualify them from being used of God. We disqualify them from even being acquaintances with us. Not because of any moral character or anything. No, just because they don't look the part. It says he was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. Isn't that what we do? Just because the person doesn't measure up and then we hide our face. But it's describing what Jesus went through for you. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely 
he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. See what I do with broken pieces. I use them. It took a broken Jesus to save a broken world. So everything he went through was for you and I. And God is saying to us that look, when you find yourself in a broken place, when you find yourself all broken and all shattered, it's not because I'm not there. I mend broken pieces. I use people. In your brokenness is someone else's message. Are you hearing me? It takes a broken person to help another broken person that they can relate it says and by his stripes we were healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth why because in his broken state we will find hope so he gladly went through it for you and I laid down his life for the love that you and I have today and he's saying that in return we demonstrate that love to other people that's what he's saying that's what he's saying It took a broken Jesus to save a broken world. As I close, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. From verse 26. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, not that many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the best things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory in his presence. No flesh should glory in his presence. Every one of us have a broken state that we're in. But being in that state is not a license to discard broken people. No. Being in that state allows you to be used of God just like Jesus was in his broken state knowing that 
my brokenness is for your lifting. My brokenness is for your lifting. Why do you think you have the right to riches? It was because of his poverty. He said he was poor so that we could become rich. So every broken state you find yourself, realize that it's for the lifting of someone else. It's for the lifting of someone else. So God can use the broken pieces of your life if you let him and all he's requiring you to do he says by these shall men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another stand to your feet if you have love one for another He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then they give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Which is in heaven. He says, oh no man nothing but to love. Oh no man nothing but to love. God specializes in taking broken pieces and broken people and making them into what he feels like. So for yourself, realize that whenever you are in that state, it's not a time to condemn yourself. And for somebody else, realize when you find them in that state, it's not a time to condemn them or judge them. No, it's for you to help them because God uses broken pieces. Lift your hands to heaven. Some of us need to just surrender to him. Love, love work is a is one of the most how do I put it very silent in the body of Christ because our definition of love work is within our own def our own context our definition of love work is just within we, we define it to suit us to suit us but he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And what's Jesus' definition of love? He said, to lay down his life for his brethren. To lay down his life. Laying down his life means that, look, I will stand by you. I will stand by you. I will be your brother. No matter what, I will be your brother. I will look out for you. I will be there for you. No matter what. No matter what. Just because I see your brokenness doesn't make you no longer my brother or my sister. No. It doesn't. 
preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.